Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Niang, right side, three, oh, and hold the pose, George. Hold the pose, my man. You're on fire. Four threes for Niang. Right side to Bogdanovich, guarded by Metu, drives by him to the rim and hammers. Boyan Bogdanovich flies by Metu for the slam dunk. Left wing Ilyasova for a 50-point lead. Ursan Ilyasova and the Jazz are up 50. Every possession is vital. He hands it to Oni. Oni back to Brantley. Open three. He hits. Jazz by 51 with 135 to play. It could be the largest victory in franchise history. The Utah Jazz blow out the Sacramento Kings 154-105. to A club record 154 points. Every shot going in, it seemed like PK. Of course, obviously, they didn't shoot 100%, but sometimes it felt like it. 58.5% from three. And Boyan Bogdanovich, you heard that in the highlights. How many times did he take guys off the dribble for layups and dunks? 14. Apparently six. Oh, dang it. Uh, It seemed like a lot, though. It seemed like 14. (laughs) Everything, when it's rolling, everything seems like more. They're never going to miss. Yeah, I mean, I thought they were going to win. I thought their group of guys, minus the Stars, is better than the Kings, as we spoke about yesterday. And I think they're going to be just fine. I mean, I'm not going to pick them on the title, but I think they're going to be where they're supposed to be. I think last night was a classic example. This team can shoot and get on a roll. Quinn Snyder in his postgame, we just played in the last segment, said, uh, I'm in the minority, but I thought we played pretty well Monday. But we didn't shoot it well Monday. But I don't want to judge guys by simply by whether shots go in. He thought they were good shots Monday, they didn't go in, and then good shots Wednesday, but a higher percentage of them went in. Sometimes you're just hot, and they didn't they didn't miss a lot of open looks, and they got a lot of open looks. So well, for sure, and I, and I think that's that's fair. But at the same time, if you don't make the shots and you lose in the playoffs, you're still who out. Cares? Who yeah, cares? you're out. I mean, that's really all that matters. A 46-point second quarter, a 40-point third quarter, and that blows the game wide open. Jazz were up three after one quarter, but by halftime, it felt like it was over. They had a 32-point lead. It was. I appreciate that because I wanted to watch the Suns and Clippers. (laughs) I thought the same thing. I was flipping over going, I wonder if PK's already flipped over or if he's about to. Yeah, well, I had it on my phone, the ESPN, because I told you I was going to watch both. Mm -hmm. But then when, you know, it got out of hand. And Matt Thomas is going 20 for 20. I figure <laughs> I've seen it all, so uh, I flipped on. The what have you done? Screen. I've seen it all. I've seen it all. Relative to this game. Not yes. I've seen it all, you know, in the world like I did with Durant. <laughs> but I've seen, basically, I've seen all that I need to see. So then I put it on the regular size screen. Not the big screen. I don't have a big TV like you do. No, I but do. Uh, I switched it off the phone and then focused on the Suns game. Which we'll get to, obviously. Yep. Jazz get the win. They are headed to Phoenix to play the Suns Friday night. That is their next game. So let's get to the NBA. Hashtag NBA. 
Westbrook. Rebound. Up court to Smith. He's alone. He's Whoa. And Ish with a slam. And Westbrook turning to the crowd and applauding the crowd and the crowd getting up and applauding back. Rebound. Tristan Thompson's seventh offensive rebound for Jalen Brown. Steps to his left. Has a clean look at it and knocks down a three. Randall with 31 already. Probing Felicio at the left wing. Five to shoot. Step to his right to three. It's good. Exclamation point. Dr. Paul. Three-pointer. Shazam! Chris Paul. Chris Paul lets everybody run to the paint. They finally get it over to Paul. Paul on the drive. Reverse layup. Good. Oh, brother. Phoenix Suns hold off the Clippers 109-101. They stay within one game of the Jazz heading into Friday night's game. The Chris Paul highlights there because he had 28 points and he had 10 assists. Clippers made a run. You're supposed to do that in the NBA. Everybody's supposed to make a run. The Clippers trailed most of the game. Made a run in the fourth quarter. Got close. Got within a point. And then Chris Paul hit some shots. And uh, Booker hit a big shot. And the Suns pull away and win 109-101. It was kind of textbook NBA, PK. Uh, To a degree, yeah. Also textbook Clippers. They were without Ibaka, without Beverly. Without the top dog, Kawhi Leonard. I mean, I, don't, I just don't think they care about these games, man. They're, they're, get us to the postseason. We're under a month. And the Suns care real, as they should. They care much, much more. They should. They clinched the playoff spot for the first time in 11 years. And it's real important for them to be in this position as opposed to the Clippers. So Clippers are sort of playing out the string here and see what they can do in the postseason. If it, they're on, they're going to be a dangerous, dangerous ball club to eliminate. And as we can say that about two or three teams. So the Clippers had a chance there to catch the Suns, but as you point out, a lot of guys didn't play, and Kawhi Leonard hasn't been playing for quite a long stretch now. Fur. Fur. And so the Clippers are uh, now two games behind the Suns and three behind the Jazz. But they're also only one game in front of the Nuggets. They're tied in the loss column. The Clippers have played two more games, and they won them both. So the game up on the Nuggets, the Nuggets held off the Pelicans, 114-112. Pelicans had a chance to tie it right at the end. Zion Williamson got a feed, went up for a dunk, and Jokic spun around and blocked it. And Denver holds on. So do you think the Clippers care about three or four? They obviously didn't get too fired up about two or three. Because if they drop to four, then it's Clippers-Lakers in the first round if the Lakers hold off the Mavericks. Well, I do think that they'll get the guys back I don't think they're going to sit them the rest of the regular season so I think it'll take care of itself because they'll win some ball games and so they won't drop anymore because I think they'll come back and then when they come back and have all their weapons they'll be pretty good so I think that's what they're thinking and I don't know if that's what they're thinking but that's my thinking of what they're thinking <laughs> is naturally you want guys to come back I mean I think LeBron is going to be back here uh, he could be back tomorrow. Yeah, my guess is he's back at the latest uh, Sunday. So, you know, play, have 10 games to get ready to go. And I think the Clippers will do the same thing. So it's sort itself out anyway. Lakers have exactly 10 games to play. The Clippers only have eight games left. So right. whatever stretch these guys are going to get together, they better get it together and do it soon because the games are ticking away here. Well, it's the same thing for the Jazz. Yeah, the Jazz now are down to their uh, final 10 games. 
The Blazers beat the Grizzlies 131-09. The uh, battle to see who will be seven, who will be eight, all that kind of stuff. The Blazers are a half game behind the Mavericks now. The Mavericks are uh, in sixth place. But the uh, Blazers are only a game, or two and a half games up now on the Grizzlies after winning that game. So maybe Portland, even if they have to go in the play-in, at least will set themselves up with home games and two of them and only have to win one. And then lose in the first round. That would seem to be the way it's headed, yes. I mean, it, it creates some excitement, but it's not like baseball, where if you get the, the wild, wild card, card can yeah. go and has gone. Yeah. And we assume yeah. that the seven and eight, whoever they are, are going to lose to the one and the two, whoever they are, right. in whatever order they finish. This sort of reminds me of the the conferences that have the one and dones, Big Sky, blah, 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 Big West. Uh, we know what they are. And it's exciting to get in, but then you're just going to lose. Should have taken down Creighton. Oh, well. Lakers lost 116-107. Russell Westbrook, 18 points, 18 rebounds, 14 assists, another triple-double, and the Wizards beat the shorthanded Lakers. So Lakers 10 games over 500, sitting in fifth place. Not going to get home court advantage. They're five games behind the Nuggets, so they'll have to claim it by winning on the road. They're a game and a half up on the Mavericks right now. Well, the thing I look at that is what is uh, Anthony Davis doing, and he's playing decent minutes, and he's looking better. Rounding into form. He's got if another, you will. Another 10 games to uh, yeah. become yeah, Anthony be Davis. Sc- scrape Unless the he gets another injury, he's going to be fine. Yeah, I mean, the rust is coming off rapidly. He looked fine. Uh, They're going to be very dangerous. The shooting, the scoring already seemed to be there. He had 26 points. He made half his shots, 10 of 20. He was 40% from the arc, 2 of 5. Did miss a couple free throws, whatever that's worth. Filling up the box score. And he's playing over 25 minutes. Yeah, he's up to 31 they gave him. So, Yeah. That's basically back to full time. So, Right. Boston Celtics guard Marcus Smart suspended by the league for one game last night because of threatening language he directed at a referee a night earlier. The NBA did not provide many specifics in a news release beyond saying the incidents with Smart occurred during and after the Celtics 119-115 loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder on Tuesday night. And he was suspended and Jalen Brown went for 38 and the Celtics beat the Hornets 120-111. to well, I think the referee said, hey, you want to go? Let's go. Tough guy. <laughs> you want to go? That's who Smart is. Let's go. It, it it seems like he has these issues multiple times a year. He had him in college, so at this point, you are who you are. Julius Randle, thirty four. Apparently, the Knicks are going to start another win streak. PK, here they go. They had the nine gamer ended by the Suns, but they win again. They're sitting fourth in the East. Trying to claim home court in the first round. Not just make the playoffs, but be fourth in the East. So they they pick up a win as well. And the Sixers just annihilated the Hawks. Phillies in second in the East. They're a game behind the Nets. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Kyle and John are doing whatever they can to make this team compete for a Super Bowl. And um, if they think that's bringing another, you know, another quarterback, another tight end, another fullback, another linebacker, whoever it is, uh, they're just trying to make this team better and more competitive. And so 
I know the team trusted them because they haven't led us astray yet. You know, there was a number of teams that called after that media blitz that, that happened, right? Uh, but no, I never actively negotiated with anybody um, and with any team. Now, did people call? Absolutely. So that's George Kittle first. He trusts the 49ers to pick the right player, whoever they're going to take at three. That's the drama right now, who's going third. And then also Seahawks general manager John Schneider there on the Russell Wilson trade rumors. Ah, it was a a media thing, PK. There's that media blitz there. Okay. First round of the draft starts tonight, 6 o'clock. It'll be on ESPN. It'll be on ABC. It'll be on the NFL Network. Former BYU quarterback Zach Wilson expected to be the second overall pick of the New York Jets. And then we'll see where Penny Sewell goes, and Utah will have two of the top eight or six or five or whatever it turns out to be. Uh, high school products, a couple of high school products from Utah going high this year. Yeah, I can see what, what Lisa's up to. Anything new on Instagram in the last 24 hours? The basement? Uh, chronic- yes. Oh, she chronicled her trip to Cleveland. All right. Yeah, yeah, they're there right now. I'm looking at it as we speak. And uh, they brought uh, Oh Kajar is there, the corner candy coach. They brought him. Kajar? Eric Kajar. Eric Kajar. Kajar. It's a photo of him up on Twitter. It looked like uh, Kalani was in a photo. A-Rod was in a photo. Fessy was there, too. Yeah. Well, Fessy and A-Rod are largely responsible for getting him to BYU. Uh, that was a great hire, A-Rod. Got him there, and Fessy was already on the staff. But those two had the connection, and then Kalani closed the deal. And uh, the rest is history. And Care uh, was his coach there in high school. And uh, so that's, that's good. I, I like that he remembers his high school coach. The, you know, the college coaches are more obvious, right? But I really, really like that he remembers the high school coach. And we, we sort of make fun of the mom because she's out there, whereas this kid seems about as grounded as can be. And, you know, she's they're driving on a freeway, and she's going on with her Instagram stuff, and they show Zach sitting in the back seat, and he's just sitting there. Yeah, I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I like his style. I really do. I like his style. Uh, he's confident, but he's not uh, over the top. He's not... Saying a whole lot of stuff. He's got a million-dollar smile. My goodness, <laughs> yeah, he man. Does. He's got the all-American looks. I really hope he kicks butt. Madison Avenue will embrace that smile without question. As long as he plays well, yeah, he's I gotta, think they he's will. He's got to play well. But how will he and, you know, I mean, the tabloids, the back page, it's New York and all that stuff, and whether it's him or it's the mom or the dad or whoever. I mean, how's everybody going to handle when, you know, there's some outrageous headline and bizarre photo and, story that they think is only possibly 20 or 40 percent true well i think he's going to handle it fine i she's well she's going to revel in it this is i've seen this many times over the parents and your kids the stud and you get way caught up in it though i've seen the other side of it when you you think that wow he's going to be it and then he goes to college and it doesn't happen which is more the common story than it does happen and then it's a bitter bitter uh, let down because they thought their kid was going to be that. And I've seen that with a number of BYU quarterbacks uh, that it really just, as Riley Jensen would say, sports is going to break your heart at some point. And it's it's a bitter pill to swallow when you think your kid is uh, this and that. And, but so far, 
Zach is, uh, he is he's all this that. and that, and right, so yeah. He's going to get that opportunity. It's gonna, I'm going to watch him, and I'm going to root for him. As far as the Seahawks story with their GM uh, and Pete Carroll and uh, trying to diffuse everything going on around Russell uh, Wilson and the rumors of Wilson being unhappy, being disgruntled, Pete Carroll said there was some stuff that was said that had to be dealt with, and it has been. So Russ is in a great place right now, and he's been in a great place throughout the offseason. We've communicated throughout all of the things, just like I always have. So, Pete Carroll making it sound like it's all been diffused, and here go the Seahawks. What'll really diffuse it, PK, is winning. Winning big. They get a shot. I mean, that's all I can say. Yeah. It should be in the mix. Just like they were last year. Yeah. Giants running back Saquon Barkley on track to be ready to go as he recovers from a torn ACL in his right knee. Suffered it last October. He also had to have his meniscus repaired during the surgery. Had his fifth-year option worth $7.2 million on his rookie contract. Picked up by the team. But that had to be a lot of relief. Tear up your knee as a running back with an option sitting out there. Well, one healthy, he's a stud, but he's had multiple injuries. And that is the story of a running back in the NFL. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. LSU doing away with attendance limitations and mask mandate for all outdoor athletic activities. The school announced yesterday and the move to 100% capacity is effective immediately. They still got college baseball, I guess, going on, right? Oh, yeah, big time. And that's huge down there. They've got a beautiful stadium. I've seen it. LSU's a big-time player uh, in that sport. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's right uh, across the street from the football stadium. Southeast Conference baseball. Baseball doesn't get the run, obviously, that football gets, particularly in that conference. But that's a great conference for baseball. There's just no question about that. And they they have outstanding attendance in those games uh, throughout the conference, basically. So, yeah, that, that's that's good news for those folks. Kim Mulkey, we didn't talk about it, but that was a blockbuster move going from Baylor to LSU. And her first thing, first thing she said, I'm taking off this damn mask. And the crowd went wild. And she was indoors. She made uh, $2.2, $2.3 million, something like that at Baylor. So mm-hmm. what, did, yeah. what did LSU pay to, to get her? Uh, well, you can find out. Uh, this is a public It'll institution. There, yeah, once the contract's signed, sometimes. And for her, that's home too. So I don't know if she needed a raise to to go home. NCAA Board, a Division One Board of Directors ratified the rule change that will allow all athletes who have not yet transferred the ability to do so one time in a college career and be immediately eligible to play. Yesterday's rubber stamp was the final hurdle before the new rules were officially official. And now they're officially official. So, but I think they should allow everybody. And if you already took advantage of it, so be it. Uh, I think that everyone. So if you did it, if you did it a second time, I think it when it, if it goes into effect June 1st, say, whatever, that everybody, even if you've already transferred. Now, I understand that this will... Uh, take the place of uh, a graduate transfer 
Yeah, so you'll so have to apply you, for a waiver as a grad transfer. If the grad the transfer, time you've transferred. Right. Yeah, if you transfer after your sophomore right, year right, and you want a right. grad transfer, now you need a waiver. Before it was automatic. So the first one is automatic. The second one requires a waiver. And I, I would keep the grad transfer in there to give them even more freedom. I, I love this free for all stuff because the more we can recognize it for what it is, a big time business then we could do away with the charade of the questions for the student athletes which is nothing what it's just it, for some they are students for others they're just doing it because this is the way to get exposure to prepare themselves for professional sports which i don't find with me and i think that they should allow that so you get the one time undergrad and if you graduate then you get to go too well, what we've seen with waivers is they uh, they get used pretty freely. So although you need a waiver, and that sounds like a hurdle, I'm not convinced it's going to be all yeah, big a hurdle. But I but you rather do away with it altogether. I get that. Yeah, and I'm not so sure that will they be tighter now since they're already giving you the opportunity to leave. Will they be tighter on the waiver? Because clearly you're right. They have been loose with the waivers. Will that continue? Or they'll say, well, wait a second. We already gave you this chance, and now you're coming back again. So I'm not so sure how that's going to work. There's no evidence there. We'll have to look back in a few years and be able to tell at that point. But it, I like the incentive to graduate. If you want it to be student-athletes, then get. if that's a little carrot that you can dangle, so be it. Do it. And it is a carrot, and we've heard all kinds of stories talking to guys about guys are taking so many online classes, and not not just because of the pandemic, even before the pandemic, guys are taking a lot of online classes, and they've got to be around so much of the summer anyway, and then you're doing right, it online, right, right. so even if you go home for a week or two, you can still take your online classes there, and so we're seeing guys get ahead. And coaches like it because, hey, it puts the pressure on everyone to graduate. It raises that, the APR, that's all that's likely to lose scholarships. And the kids graduate, and it opens up a spot for the next kid coming in. You're going to graduate. Yeah, you're going to graduate, and the parents love hearing that. You're going to graduate in three and a half years so you can get ready for the NFL draft because you're going to the NFL. And then mom and dad are hearing what they want to hear, and the kid's hearing what they want to hear. And it's a great pitch to a 17-year-old high school star. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. 1-1 is hammered up the middle of base hit. Barnes will score. Here comes Beatty. He will score. And Betts will go down to second base on an errant throw. A two-run single for Mookie Betts. Swing and a shot to right field. This will get the run home. In fact, it's going to be up the gap. It hits on the grass and rolls to the wall. And Christian Vasquez is into second base with an RBI double. And the Red Sox lead at 1-0. is playing with fires. This ball is hit well to left field. Peralta on the run. Dives. Can't get it. And it gets behind him. That may empty the bases. Musgrove has scored. Fernando has scored. Trent Grisham is on his way home. He will score. Manny to third and a three-run triple. What up, everybody? Bryce Harper here. Everything feels good. Everything came back good. CT, all that kind of stuff. So, base is still there. So, we're all good. See you guys soon. That's Bryce Harper after he got hit in the face by a 96.9-mile-an-hour fastball. Face is still there. It's all good. See you guys soon. That's your point. It could have been really nasty, man. When I watched that, obviously it was big time cringeworthy because it was just left of the nose. And I, uh, I mean, wow. I mean, it was flush too. It wasn't like there was any deflection as far as I could see. And I watched the thing 20 times. But that, wow. And to, to be able to 
stand up and do what he did after the game, and that's great news. And then the freaking pitcher hits uh, Gregorius in the ribs, and Girardi gets tossed. What the crap is that? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> How many guys does he get to plunk? Right, two pitches in a row. I mean, they're hard. One's in the face, one's right in the ribs. Gregorius, a shortstop, a former Diamondback, former Yankee, former Cincinnati Red, but we don't need to know all that. And he goes down. Saw him hit one of the longest home runs I've ever seen at our ballpark here in town when he was with the Diamondback. Where did he hit it? Team. Oh, way, he's a left-handed batter, way over the berm, right at the scoreboard. It, okay. was, that was, it was a blast. But anyway, he gets drilled. And what's Girardi supposed to do? Two pitches, two guys get hit, and then I can't retaliate? This is the unwritten rule of baseball, man. I should at least get one shot, and then you warn me. This thing isn't over by any stretch. Mark it down. Everybody's got long memories. At some point, yeah, you got it. Sorry, but that's just the way it is. I get one guy hit in the face and one guy hitting in the uh, in the ribs. That just that's not acceptable. Uh, also, in that highlight montage, you heard the Dodgers beating the Reds eight zip. So that ends Kershaw. The, what a stud! That ends the three game losing streak for the Dodgers. That's what the ace is for, right? Things are going south, and you've lost, uh, what did they lost? Five out of six, and you need the uh, you need the ace to go out there and get it done. He did. Padres keep pace for the Dodgers. They beat the Diamondbacks 12-3. They starting pitcher, and they've had so many arm injuries, so many pitchers leaving games, and their starters leaving in the first inning, and they can't get a runner to pass. Well, I think they have one runner to second base in the first four, and then... The dam breaks in the fifth. Seven straight hits, six runs, a three-run triple, and a Padres. That's interesting because that's exactly what I said. Damn. <laughs> Red Sox beat the Mets one to nothing. How frustrating is it to be out there and get zero support when you're pitching that well, Jacob Degrom? Oh, I match used Nolan to it by now. Yeah, match Nolan Ryan's record for strikeouts through his first five starts. Fifty-nine strikeouts, but. Can't win well, if you don't stuck. score. I think he's the best pitcher in the game. I don't think there's any question about that. Can't win if you don't score. And they don't score. And the Giants, the surprise, the Cinderella, the feel-good story keeps going. They beat the Rockies 7-3. to So the Giants staying tied with the Dodgers, top yeah. the division and the top of the National League. Impressive. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at... 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Joe Ingles in the 9 o'clock hour. Craig Bowlerjack's going to be here at 8.30. Right now, it is time to welcome in Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew, welcome back. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Doing well. You know, one of the reasons we have to keep having you on the show is because... There are so many guys hesitant to get their ED taken care of, and slowly, one by one, they seem to come to you. <laughs> yes, they do. There's a huge stigma around ED, and then there's guys that kind of have problems in the bedroom, but maybe say, I don't have ED. Uh, but any kind of blood flow problem is probably a form of erectile dysfunction. And Wasatch Medical Clinic, we use actually now the two most advanced forms of acoustic wave therapy. What's so cool is that the science behind this is picking up steam almost every week. A new study said this is clinically proven to rehabilitate erectile tissue. 
and called it the new standard of care for erectile dysfunction. So it's not a pill. It's not injections. It repairs the blood vessels really easily, pretty quickly over just a couple of weeks' time, and basically improves circulation. So if you're out there a little frustrated, maybe taking the pill and hating it or not taking anything, uh, we've helped a lot of guys turn back the clock in the bedroom and restore a little spontaneity into the bedroom. So what I just heard you say is Cambridge move over your old news. Yeah. <laughs> the Cambridge study is from 2017, which is really recent, but it's not the most recent one by any stretch. Uh, that one I just mentioned is therapeutic advances in urology, a uh, big urology outfit that studied this. And there's a bunch of others. I'll talk about them sometime today. Um, the science is sound. This works. And one thing I should mention that they all agree on, no side effects reported. Thank goodness. So you've got a uh, special offer for our listeners. What's the deal you're cutting today? Yeah, we do have quite a bit. Um, we know guys are a little hesitant. So you can come in and do the, uh, the assessment, the exam, the blood flow ultrasound with our doctor. Um, you don't have to go forward with treatments, by the way. He'll do uh, the blood flow ultrasound for free, the little gift also. I don't want to forget that. That produces immediate results in the bedroom. And right now you get 300 bucks off. So that's pretty cool. Give us a call. It's the first step in reversing the erectile dysfunction. Guys, you can put a stop to your ED by calling Wasatch Medical right now. Claim that offer, 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. The number for Andrew and Wasatch Medical is 801-901-8000. Andrew, thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. He covers the Jets for the New York Post. Brian Costello with his Zach Wilson, obviously highly touted. If he does go to the Jets, what are his prospects for immediate success? Yeah, it's going to be a while. The Jets, obviously, they went 2-14 and 14 last year. they got a lot of work to do. They have 21 draft choices in the next two years, so they have the ammunition to do it. But it's not going to be overnight. He's going to have some growing pains with this team this year. I think it's going to be a rough year. See how quickly he plays. You know, my suspicion is he'll play right away if they're picking up number two. But I think it'll be a rough season for the Jets, and I think his best hope is that they can add some pieces this year, add some pieces next year, and maybe have a better outcome in 2022. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7, presented by Big O' Tires, the team you trust. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone, in The Zone Sports Network. What time is it? It's half past the hour, and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, this is your Jazz at 30 update, presented by Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce? Get a powerful IT partner with Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Ring the 30-point bell. bell. The Utah Jazz pick up the win in Sacramento with a club record 154 points, the most in franchise history. They blow out the Kings by 49. Boyan Bogdanovich paced the Jazz with 24 points. They made a lot of shots, but Quinn Snyder didn't think they necessarily played all that much better than he did on Monday. As a matter of fact, he thought it was maybe a little bit of a product to playing well on Monday, and this time the shots went in. 
I'm probably in the minority, but I actually thought we played well last night. We, we didn't shoot well last night. And tonight we played well in a, in a different way. I thought the ball really moved for us to be the team we want to be. You know, our guys just trusting each other, changing sides, making quick decisions, and then obviously defending. So I, I just thought we were solid tonight. And obviously we made we made shots. Jazz win without Mike Conley, without Donovan Mitchell, and they'll be shorthanded again as they face the Phoenix Suns in Arizona tomorrow night. Jazz are in first place. Suns are second place. One game back in the race for home court advantage in the Western Conference playoffs. Game will tip off at 8 o'clock. That's your Jazz at 30 update brought to you by Syringa Networks. You're locked in to DJ and PK. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes and Toast brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Jerry Seiner Cadillac, you can shop your way and get a piece of luxury you deserve. Stop by and test drive one today. All right, we got two big stories today. The Jazz coming off a club record 154 points. The NFL draft is tonight. A BYU quarterback looks like he's going number two. Two Utah high school products are going to go in the top ten. But when it's all said and done, it may be much earlier than the top ten. Maybe it's the top five. We'll have to see how it plays out. So you got two things to hit this morning. PK, let's jump in on the Jazz since we just had that Jazz update right there, and it's fresh. And uh, for those of you who want uh, football talk, don't worry. You are one segment away. We are getting to it. Uh, <laughs> I love your post on Facebook, PK. The game wasn't even over yet. <laughs> Well, it was over, but the clock was still running. Just like we said, Jazz crushed the Kings. Why fear when everything is going to be all right? Hit it, Yock. See, everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. And nobody's got to worry about nothing. Don't go hitting that panic button. It really isn't. It ain't worth spilling your drink. <laughs> Not spill your drink. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, uh, absolutely, man. I, I'm watching these games, and Quinn Snyder says I'm in the minority. Well, you're the expert, so. <laughs> uh, you may be in the minority, but you're probably going to be in the right. <laughs> the rest of us are going to be in the wrong. Uh, because this is your job, and you study it, and you know a thousand times more than the rest of us know. So I appreciate his words. He tends to be fairly honest, uh, and so you know he's talking about that. And obviously, the shots went down against Sacramento, but you know we try, especially uh, in the NBA, when there's so many games coming at you, and we're at the end of the season now. We try to take the longer view rather than what's literally right in front of you. And as I'm watching this game, I don't think, and I didn't pick them to win the title. I don't think they're going to win the title. I think they've got a shot. But I think that as long as they have health, and you prioritize health over standings, over matchups, I think you just absolutely have to do that. So they may slip a game or two. But so friggin' what? As long as they got their health, man, they got so many shooters. And yeah, they're going to not win every game. They're not going to go 4-0 four times. And 
we understand that. But they're going to be a tough out because they're also not going to throw up a bunch of bricks for four games either or, or six or seven games. They're just not going to do that, man. They're too good. My only complaint about Monday, obviously you lost, so that's the ultimate. That And especially in the playoffs, that's how you're going to be judged. Did you win or you lose? Nothing else matters. And that's the great thing about pro sports. I didn't like some of the body language on Monday. And as much as I didn't like it on Monday, I loved it on Wednesday. And play with that confidence and that cockiness. If you, it, The great ones do. And Jordan Clarkson, do your thing, man. And if shots aren't hitting, then still do your thing. Because <laughs> that's why you're there. No sense changing. You didn't get the best record in the league by doing something else, so there's no sense changing now. And do your thing, Joe and everybody else. And I think they're going to be all right when they get to the postseason, as long as they got their health. Not picking them to win, win it all, but I think they're going to be all right. Going to be. Don't spill your drink, people. That could be the new tagline for the playoffs this year. Remember it used to be show me the title? Now, don't you, go worry about nothing. No, no, don't be hitting the panic button. Everything going to be all right. Don't spill your drink, people. Yeah, that's the way I feel about this team. Now, if you're thinking, well, it's either win it all or my heart's broken, I, uh, I can't help you there. Well, that's what fandom is all about. Hearts get broken. And you're allowed to do that. You're right. I guess for a lot of fans, it's um, and you're you're totally right about health, and we're seeing that from multiple teams right now who think for one reason or another they got a fragile star. You know, Kawhi Leonard, whatever's going on with him, it's been happening since San Antonio, Toronto. It's not just a Clipper thing. I think in the case of LeBron, it's a guy late in his career who's already played so many minutes. I mean, he's well beyond when he should have worn out. And so they're being careful with him, and we saw his injury. And everyone in general is kind of on edge just because, you know, they're playing a more compact schedule this year trying to get the 72 games in. So everyone's prioritizing health. Can't really argue with that. I think Jazz fans would just feel better if they saw a three-game winning streak. And it's been a while since they've seen a three-game winning streak. Okay. but And I know it doesn't matter because you can have a three-game winning streak now and you can still turn around and blow a 3-1 lead in the first round and be out like they were a year ago. So you want to see something now, but it's like it's, uh, it's that old confidence, false confidence uh, story that you got from a college assistant coach. And I, right now I'm forgetting who told it to you. Was it Brandon Doman? Lance Reynolds. Oh, it was Lance Reynolds. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's got confidence. It's false confidence, but he's got confidence, and some's better than none. And I think that's what fans really want now, is they'd like to see, could you be healthy and win a few games in a row so we could feel good about this? Because everybody was feeling good in late March when they had the long winning streak, but really, it's false confidence. Yeah, but you need your guys back. You need, you uh, you need Mitchell back. Yep. So he's not going to be back. He needs to take the time necessary to recuperate from the ankle. I mean, he's not going to take as long as LeBron, but he's 24 and LeBron's 36, so we understand what the Lakers are doing. And and the NBA has basically turned into what we see in the big leagues with pitching. You know, they they chart everything. Every then you get over 20 pitches, and they start to break out of sweat practically. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's the old days. They're gone, and it's the same thing. The old days, and they're not that old, really, when you think about it. In baseball, guys were chucking pitches left and right. I mean, it did they. 
complete the game, buddy, and then we'll worry about what you'll feel like tomorrow. And just a few years back, relatively speaking, guys were playing 82, and that's just the way it was. For whatever reason, that's not the way it is now. So we can bemoan it or we can think it's the right thing, but it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter because that's what they're going to do, right? So, and Kawhi, interestingly, he didn't do it in college, but once he started getting the money, then you, know, you got to sit him out. So be it. Uh, so let's see when they get the guys back. And, and we've already seen what they do when they have all their guys. And so that's what I'm expecting when they have all their guys. But right now they got two guys out. And Mitchell and then and, and the tight tightness in the hammy with uh, with Conley. And they need the other guy. They need the guys. There's no doubt about it. But so when they get them back, they're going to be a tough out. And to me, you're sitting in and you're a fan of the jazz and you live in Utah, a tough out. That's that's a high level expectation because you do have things against you without the glamour market and. I do think that's changing, and Dwayne Wade can help. There's no doubt about it. But I think it was changing with or without Dwayne Wade. I think the strength of the organization is a powerful statement that it makes around the league, and players and their agents and families and everybody, today's player is sophisticated enough to know, hey, I can go there and have success. I can get everything I want. And if you if you want glamour and national this and that, you can get it here. It may be a little harder, but you can get it here. And Mitchell's going to get it. And Gobert, they're going to get it. To go ahead and win, man. You win the title this year, open the doors. And all the acclaim and all the glory you want is just going to come flooding to you. There's no question about it. And if people don't, and you, you're, you're, if people don't recognize it, well, who are those people? They're the marginal casual. Forget them. The hardcore is going to know everything about who you are and what you do as a player. So you can get that. And it's still tougher to get it here. So in my mind, the point being, if you're a tough out in the playoffs, I think that's about as as good as you can expect. You've got a chance. Now go seize the opportunity. Well, opportunity knocks Friday night, but with a shorthanded club. But situation, yeah, we got it. A win would be awesome. I mean, you line all that up, and we can get into this tomorrow, I guess. You line all that stuff up against you, you know, and on paper you shouldn't win, but we all know stuff doesn't happen the way it's supposed to happen on paper. Well, and Minnesota upsets, just beat the Jazz a couple of times. Exactly. And upsets and crazy things happen, and they think that it's more unpredictable as the league becomes, well, certainly the Jazz, but even in the league as a whole, as it becomes reliant on three-point shots. You yeah, know, you know Dunks the, are pretty predictable. They're usually going in. One of the things I loved about this team is that so many of these guys, to one degree or another, were rejected, were written off, doubted, questioned, all those types of things. And that played to their strength, right? Because they all weren't, uh, you, you look at LeBron and, and Anthony Davis. Oh, first round pick, first round pick. Well, what the hell? <laughs> you know? And one we knew about since he was 13, 14, a la Tiger Woods. And the other one went to Kentucky, which is a basketball factory. And and their coach will tell you his job is to put guys into the NBA and make them millions of dollars. It's not, it's not a university. That basketball team's not a university-sanctioned team, basically. I mean, it's sponsored by the university, but Kyle Perry will tell you, my job is to get these guys ready for the NBA. And if we should win along the way, great. And what's-her-face, uh, the fan, I'm blanking on her name, her sister. Ashley Judd. Name. Yeah, and she can have her sweaty armpits and celebrate wildly. <laughs> but that's not really the point. Right. 
And so Davis went. That was like a minor league deal. I was an apprenticeship, an internship, and he became the number one pick. And so they're winning. So what are, what are we going to have, LeBron and Anthony? Nobody believed in us. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas the Jazz can say that. And I think they used that to their advantage. And Quinn Snyder had to go through the ringer. Too. He wasn't Steve Nash and sitting around, hey, or, or Steve Kerr. You want to coach a ready-made team? Why don't you come on over? No, that didn't happen. He had to go out there in no man's land and a team that sucked and build it up. So these guys got an edge. They got a chip, rightly so. And I think that carries them and it motivates them. And I think they're in a good spot of where they want to be. And right now they got a little injury issue, but by and large this season – They've been fortunate, and now it's coming, but I don't know that it's going to be there when it counts the most. Maybe it will be, but we still have, uh, what, just under four weeks to get ready for that? So that's what I'm saying. I think they're going big picture. Maybe not Friday night in the Valley, but going big picture, I think they're in a good spot. All right, when we come back, the NFL draft. What is going to happen to Zach Wilson when he gets to New York? It seems like a foregone conclusion. He's going to be picked by the Jets. But where does it go from here? Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. There's conversations about the Pac-12 about hiring two commissioners, looking at focusing on not necessarily current athletic directors or current conference commissioners, but looking at people from the sports business world. That's what you got with Larry Scott. Stop it. What are they doing? You need to hire somebody who specializes in football, who knows football, who knows high-level football, and can execute that at a high level and can support your individual institutions in football. It's a cornered market. The right mind could build it into something indestructible, big, bold, a moneymaker. The right mind could do it. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Second and 10 from the UCF 15-yard line. It's a quarterback draw for Wilson. 15-10 to the far side. The pylon, the goal line, the touchdown! Zach Wilson with a rushing score. His ninth of the year, and the Cougars open on top on the first possession of the game. Wilson, again, deep drop. Loads up with the right-hander. Fires. Caught at the three. Into the end zone. Another touchdown catch. It is Neil Pouton hauling it in for the score. The Cougars score again. DJ and PK brought to you in part by SNS Roofing. Their huge winter and spring sales event is going on now, where you can save thousands on a new roof. Call pound 250 and say SNS Roofing for your free bid. A lot of highlights there from Zach Wilson. How many of those highlights will we hear out of the New York Jets broadcasts? He's expected to go number two to the Jets tonight. It's a foregone conclusion in NFL circles. We've been hearing it for a long time. What will happen to the Jets? What will happen to Zach Wilson? How is this going to work out? What are the Jets getting in Zach Wilson with the second pick in the draft? That is the question, PK. We know a lot of quarterbacks who've gone high and busted. Some have also made it all the way to the Hall of Fame. So the draft itself doesn't really tell us anything. It's just kind of 
throwing stuff up against the wall and see see which quarterback stick. That's kind of how the NFL handles it. They certainly wouldn't have wasted all these high draft picks on busts if they knew. It's, nobody knows. Well, it doesn't matter where you're drafted in the final analysis. Uh, you got to perform out on the field. And then I get if you're a higher pick, there's expectation. So that adds to the pressure but it's all about performance, and so you could be a second, third, fourth round, whatever pick. Free agent, really. Free agent quarterbacks have gone to the Hall of Fame. I'm looking at you, Kurt Warner. So you can get it done, and free agent uh, quarterbacks are rare, but still, uh, you got that opportunity here. I think what they're getting, they're getting a football junkie. That's what uh, I'm very confident in saying. Whatever Zach Wilson has got, He's going to give to the Jets. I mean, this is what he's wanted. This is what he's worked for. And so he's all in in that way. So they're going to get somebody who is going to work, work hard, study. Uh, So you got that. You know, you don't have to worry about that. He loves the game. Absolutely. Dad, a former player, it's all about that, right? So you know you're going to get that. I believe he has moxie. I go back to when he was a freshman. And they were playing Boise up at Boise. And they're down. They're down by one score. Now, they didn't win the game. But he has that long run. Gets them inside the, what, he was it inside the five? And at that time, three years ago, they are playing a bunch of young guys. right? And that's what made last year. They were going to have a good year no matter what schedule they were going to play last year. Because they had so many guys that three years ago were youngsters kind of running around, not really sure. Last year, they were a veteran team, obviously. That's why they've got eight guys in the top, uh, would you say, Yak, the top 300, top 100? Top 300. Uh, top 300, yeah. yeah. Pro football Which focus. Basically the length of the draft, right? And uh, so they would have scored three years ago, and they would have won that game. But they were young at the time, so and they had a brand-new coaching staff, blah, blah, blah. So my point is that that was a hostile environment. And you go back and look at the game, and he looked poised the entire time. And then he's a junior. He's got all sorts of experience. He's got trust in the coaches, vice versa. And he looked poised the whole time, too. I mean, look at that Coastal Carolina. What did he throw, a pick at the end of the first half? And those guys, if they would have done that, what they did to him on the field, they would have done that on the street. They would have been arrested. But yet, did he lose his cool? Did he go crazy? Uh, did it rattle him? I don't think it did. They didn't win the game. I got that. But, uh, you know, there's other circumstances involved flying across the country, one or two days notice for preparation, blah, blah, blah. So I believe that he's got what it takes to succeed. I could be wrong, but that's what I believe right now. So it's interesting, the guy doing the picking, we haven't talked much about the, the GM with the Jets, Joe Douglas. Douglas, yeah. This is his second year as the Jets GM. But he signed now, a six-year deal. Right. So first off, big picture on the Jets. It's a familiar story. We've heard this with other teams in other sports. We were just actually talking either at the end of last week or the start of this week about you know your sisters kind of getting back in on the Suns. And I don't, I don't like the bandwagon thing, but you also don't have to have you know, blind loyalty to a team that just can't get out of its own way. You know, the Suns had one winning season in 10 years. That's not good enough, right? And when we were talking about the Padres, when they were spending all this money in the offseason and acquiring like a new you know, starting pitcher every day, it seemed like there for a while, and saying, wow, they've never... They haven't done this, and that's why they've only had one winning season in 10 years, and they haven't been able to get out of their own way. And the Jets, 
one winning season in 10 years. They haven't been able to get out of their own way. But that's not all on Douglas. You know, the whole thing we heard with the Bulls, organizations win championships. Probably more true in the NFL than anywhere, if for no other reason than there's more players, there's more coaches, there's more people to be organized. So we can't dump this all on this guy. He's in his second year on the job. This is his first big swing at a quarterback. But there have been stories written on him about how, you know, on his way up as a scout and executive, you know, he was a guy who um, uh, encouraged the Ravens to draft Flacco, but he wasn't in charge. You know, he was a guy in the Eagles organization who uh, – what was it? He wanted uh, they they had went so they didn't want a guy that they uh, that he pushed. You know, he now gets to decide: Do we have someone on the team? And obviously, he decided Darnold's not the guy. So, and to bring in a new coach. Now, the Jets have sucked, and I do wonder if you know draft a quarterback all you want, but the organization's got to get better. But the organization's new: first year coach, second year GM. This is their this is our first call. Correct. So we can't completely dump on them and say they're going to submarine him, which seems to be a pretty popular take right now. I mean, whoever was in charge in 2013 or 2016, I get it. But you're not jinxed and hexed forever. I mean, what was the Cardinals? You brought up, uh, you know, you can make it as a free agent. What was the Cardinals track record before Kurt Warner came in? Well, it sucked. Right. But they also put a good team around him. Yeah, and he, he he was the missing piece. They got yeah. hot. You you look at the uh, the NFL <laughs> the NFL thirteen wins in one year. You know you you're battling for uh, for the one or two seed. Uh, yeah. The Jets have needed three years to win thirteen games. But there's going there's going to be some struggles. We see this. Uh, yeah, twenty one. What if they got twenty one picks in the next uh, two years? Something Is like that. that yeah, yeah. twenty one selections over the next two drafts. So. We saw the... They have six in the first three rounds tonight alone. Good. Wow, this is huge. Starting tonight. This is going to go to the first three rounds tonight. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, this, this is a... This, these next two years are just major. It's a major opportunity. They've got to cash in. All right, DJ and PK, time to welcome in Andrew Reinhardt, Wasatch Medical Clinic. And uh, Andrew, what kind of results are you hearing from uh, patients? Because you've, you've been on the air. We've seen you on the billboards, TV. You've been here on The Zone. I think it all started on The Zone, didn't it? Before you became a multimedia megastar. Um, yes. And so, but you get to hear back from different patients and different people and their experiences. What are you hearing? Yeah, we do. It, when a guy has erectile dysfunction, it starts with skepticism. So I'd say that's how each patient interaction starts. He meets with the doctor. He's maybe failed with pills. He goes through our treatments, and almost everybody says that was a lot easier than we thought. A treatment's 10 minutes. It's non-invasive. Our acoustic wave therapy opens up the blood vessels. So the general feedback is it's easier than I thought. The blood flow is there. I'm glad I don't have to take the pill. There's a lot of that. We have seen this work for so many guys restoring normal blood flow in the bedroom. So what are the top causes of ED? Guys are probably wondering, why is this happening to me? So what is the why? Definitely. A lot of guys are wondering that. And a lot of guys are thinking, I'm too young and too healthy to be experiencing this. And I would say, you are way more normal than you think. We do see, you know, diabetes and prostate issues and men aging as probably the three most common 
but it happens to healthy guys every day. I personally do not believe that if you have ED, that means you have a heart issue. We just don't see that. We've seen a lot of healthy guys that are noticing a decline in the bedroom. Now, the science is so sound behind our technology. Uh, This is so targeted that it can work for just about any age with just about any kind of health condition. And especially if you're healthier, you're going to notice those improvements in the bedroom, turn back the clock a little bit, and of course, get off of the pill. So you got a discount for people who call right now, 801-901-8000. We do. This is the first step in reversing the erectile dysfunction. It's the assessment, the exam, the blood flow ultrasound. Uh, That's all free. That's pretty cool. The little gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. I'm trying to think of a time that's ever failed, and I don't think there is one. And 300 bucks off today. So pretty cool stuff. Uh, Give us a call now. 801-901-8000. You can call Wasatch Medical at 801-901-8000. Give Andrew a call. 801-901-8000. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, guys.